episode 331 for October 2014, and that is the ultimate Spider-Man himself, Drake Bell, singing a song called Bitchcraft, evidently. Yeah, not to be confused with the Frank Sinatra song, Witchcraft, which is a whole different song. Anyway, I thought it'd be cool to open the show with uh, Mr. Bell singing. Uh, before we get to the ultimate Spider-Man cartoon reviews, I'd appreciate your support of this podcast and the websites. Uh, please log on to the front page of Spider-Man crawlspace.com. Look for a button that says support this site via PayPal and you can ensure that more episodes are released and we can help pay the bills which add up every month for bandwidth costs. I appreciate it, gang. Let's get on with the show. Hey, crawlspacers. We're tackling Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon reviews in this episode with George. George, we've got a lot of episodes in this one to talk about. We have five episodes uh, to talk about. You know, we missed a month. We did. And in that time, Season 3 came out. Yes, it did. Season 3, where Ultimate Spider-Man is now. Ultimate Spider-Man Webbed Warriors. I had to set up a special thing on my DVR because it's under a new name. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Season 3, we're going to be reviewing these as they come out. In the past, we've been kind of playing catch-up uh, with episode, Season 1 and Season 2 since we've got a late start reviewing this. But uh, Yeah, so what we're going to do now is we're going to try to go through the older stuff uh, from Season 1 and Season 2. Um, when we can. Yeah, when we can and, and probably in bulk. So this one may go an hour today. Right. We're going to do uh, Season 3, Episode number 1 and 2, which was like a – on my DVR, it recorded as one episode, so they just kind of spliced those two together. Yeah. And we're also going to review what episodes from Season 1. From Season 1, we're going to be looking at uh, Episode 12, which was called Me Time, okay. uh, featuring Whirlwind and Dr. Octopus. In uh, Season 1 uh, – or pardon me. Uh, the next um, – did I just call that an issue and not an episode? Uh, <laughs> we have issues with them, I know. yes. And then, but, uh, <laughs> and then episode um, 13, which yeah. was Strange Days, in which we finally get to see Doctor Strange um, as uh, Spider-Man, Iron Fist, and Doctor Strange face a nightmare. And yeah. then uh, episode 14, uh, Awesome, which features Juggernaut and the awesome android. And don't let the episode title fool you because it was not, in fact, awesome. <laughs> Let's start with the newest stuff first. Avenging Spider-Man is the name of this uh, yeah. two-parter that premiered. A two-parter with uh, the Avenger stuff. And, you know, I, have you watched any of this new rebooted uh, I, Avenger stuff? I, I tried to watch the episode. I could not take it. I was the same way. I, I, yeah. I even recorded some of them on my DVR, and I, I just I couldn't get through them. I was like... However, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, I enjoyed quite Earth's well. Earth's Mightiest Heroes, I could... I, 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 have watched repeatedly on Netflix because it was such a good show, and this is just not it. Uh, the new it's stuff not. is just not as good. It's very much uh, copying the movie, but not in a good way. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And uh, it may—I couldn't. It was weird. It was like I was trying to watch it, and it made me sad. And I just stopped it and went back and watched some more of uh, Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes instead. Right, it's good stuff. But it, you know, but. You, you know, you review the cards you're dealt, in a way, exactly. in a way of saying it. So here we're stuck with this. 
So uh, the Avengers decide to add Spider-Man to their roster. Um, everybody is in agreement except for Hawkeye. And uh, they make the offer right after Spidey and his uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. super team buddies take down the uh, greasy-haired Creeper Auto one more time. Hate this version of I There is... I hate this version of Ock almost as much as I hate the ultimate version of uh, Green Goblin. It really is just a yeah. bad, horrible take on the character. And uh, yeah. so he, you know, they they bring him into the club. You know, there's some hoots and hijinks. Hulk gives him a noogie. I like that. You know, <laughs> well, I I like that Hulk and and Spider Man are friends because yeah. you know and. When you look at the first two seasons, the way that Spider-Man stuck his neck out for Hulk on more than one occasion, mm-hmm. you know, the two of them bonded. And, and I, I think, you know, of course, it, 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 well, this caused us to examine it at the time, I believe, because when we were watching these episodes and we, we mm-hmm. commented on them, we pointed out the fact that Spider-Man and the Hulk are so much alike because they're both hated and mistrusted by so many people. So they kind of go hand in hand. I mean, they they both know what it, what what it's like to be ostracized, you know, to be right. cast out. So so it makes them almost two peas in a in a gamma radiated pod, Brad. <laughs> Plus, they're my two favorite heroes in the Marvel universe. So I just like that in general. Yeah, that they're friends. So so no, I I like it. I, it yeah. There was even a moment I know when uh, when Hulk. Uh, went into the main room thinking Spider Man was there and was like, "Dude, it's not you. It's an all you can eat buffet." Who's coming with me? You in? <laughs> no, I thought that was kind of funny. That was cute. It, it, that that's part of the humor aspect of the show. That sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. That one was a rare one where it did. But even when Hawkeye kind of talks smack about him, you know, when they're thinking of letting him join, even Captain America, you know, sticks up and says, "No, this this dude, this cat's the real deal." Yeah. And that uh, I enjoyed that because that perfectly captured. Um, Spider-Man and Captain America in the 80s and onward until the unfortunate Civil War. Captain America stuck his neck out for Spider-Man to become an Avenger several times. Yeah. You know, well, I say several, at least a couple of times, and you know, and kept getting shut down by the government back when the government had sort of forced themselves into a the guy rich yeah, and all that, stuff. you know, yeah. into a into an oversight role on the Avengers. But um, but yeah, I mean, Captain America is somebody who completely understands Spider Man's worth. So I enjoyed uh, the fact that Spider Man, uh, you know, or that uh, Captain America stuck up for Spidey there. That was kind of cool. Yep. Um, anywho, uh, the Super Buddies um, <laughs> are on the bridge, you know, saying their goodbyes to Spider Man, and it's kind of a sad moment. It's like Spider Man's like looking back at his old team, and he's like, dude. I got a chance to go to the major leagues, but I got to leave behind my friends, you know. Right. And um, but I'm kind of cheering. I'm like, okay, good to see these guys go. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, Avengers or what? New Warriors or whatever. Well, really, the only the only one that was really annoying was uh, Nova. No, yeah. but I don't like the Sam Alexander character anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, and he's even annoying. God, he's even annoying in New Warriors. <laughs> you know when he's actually when he actually manages to be in it, he's annoying as hell. Right. Um, but I I don't like the fact that they're all teenagers. I don't like the fact that Power Man and Iron Fist are teenagers. I'm like, why is that necessary? I hate that in this in this new universe. Yeah. Um, 
But I do like the fact that Iron Fist is showcased so much in this series as just kicking some ass. I mean, if you're an Iron Fist fan, there are moments to cheer about from Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, anyway, we're getting off track. Right. So, uh, so Spider-Man uh, joins the Avengers, and then when just when things are going good, we have a series of unfortunate goddamn video game cutscenes. Well, uh, this one, this particular cutscene, I didn't mind because it was almost a copy of, of the, the Capcom. Capcom. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that that was okay. I understood what they were doing there. No, I understood what they were doing there, and it was stupid. <laughs> I'm like, dude, no. I mean, if if you're saying the Avengers are fighting Fing Fang Foom, God forbid we see the Avengers fighting Fing Fang Foom. All we got to see was Hulk grabbing him by the tail and kind of smashing him around. While, while Captain America was chastising Spider-Man for not following. Well, him. for for a generation unlike my my generation, we would have gotten if we were say Zach's age. That we played that game in the '90s and the early 2000s, uh, we would have gotten a thrill of seeing that kind of. They copied the the poses of the Brad. I played the game. I enjoyed oh, the you game. Did? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would get a bigger thrill if I saw a cutscene to the Atari 2600 version of Spider-Man. Christ, I wouldn't. That game was horrible. <laughs> well, I have fond oh. memories because. By God, a red pixel and a green pixel. <laughs> we're, all we're you had in '82, going man. around and around on a white pixel <laughs> building. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I, that was a <laughs> cut, cut scene that I, I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. That's kind of that's not that bad. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I enjoy Capcom versus Marvel. Don't get me wrong. You know, I've always loved the fact that Shumagorath is in there. I never played it, but I hear everybody loves it. But at the same time. No, I don't want it in a goddamn cartoon. I'm, <laughs> if I want to play a video game, I'll go play a video game. There was another cutscene in here that it, it, it was basically straight up for laughs, where Spider or the Hulk gave uh, uh, Spider Man a noogie on the head. Yeah, I already I already talked about that. Oh, uh, well, as they were like little bitty characters. Oh, is it the little chibi? No, that was in the second episode. Oh, okay. there wasn't any chibi um, in the first episode. Okay. Which I well, was I was hopeful. I was like, "Oh my god." The chibi. There's no chibi. Are, are we are we in a new era or is this a, is this a brave new world? We season 3 with no chibs. Yeah. Or suddenly they've realized that the chibi crap is out of place? No, but it's back. No, it's back. Two. It came back in episode 2. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, in this first episode there's no chibi. Um anyway, uh Loki winds up freeing uh, Otto from shield custody. Uh, and basically makes him work uh, to create symbiotes that he can then use on Asgardian villains, including Ulick the Rock Troll uh, and Fenris the Wolf. You remember Fenris the Wolf? Were you ever a big Thor guy? Uh, I, I I think I remember him from uh, the most recent Journey in the Mystery. Okay, well he is a giant, massive wolf, not just a right. kind of a large wolf like he is here. I yeah. mean, like he is like a towering creature. Um, so they just, he's just kind of thrown in here, but you know, Ulick, um, they've actually had Ulick in another, in another spider or another ultimate Spider-Man episode at one point. I think it was when Thor was in there and they had, it might've been when they had the, um, when they did the, uh, Thunder Frog, when they had Thor turned into a, oh yeah, I can't remember back that far. Anyway, but, um, and I'm like, you know, okay, I, I, I admire an, an, an Asgardian invasion, you know, by Loki. Mm -hmm. Why do we have to have more symbiote crap? 
Because an Avengers Spider-Man team. I, know, That's I, why, just, I guess. It's, <laughs> oh, it's so out of control with this stuff. I know it. I know it. You know, yeah, if we're, we kind of aren't sticking to a, a, a pro and a con because we can't keep interrupting, but I'm going to go off a tangent a little bit too. One of my biggest cons is it's another mind swap episode. Oh, I know. Yeah, this is like the third or fourth time it's happened in well, the series. I, I was trying to think like he swapped with with um, Wolverine, Wolverine, and, and Hulk. Hulk, yes. So now he's yeah. swapping. It's it's a it's their go to thing every season. It seems like let's swap minds or bodies. Yeah, we got to have uh, a Freaky uh, Friday stuff. episode, and that's what Loki does here. He switch because Otto is like, I need a yeah. sample of Spider Man's blood for the symbiote stuff, and Loki's like, on it. You know, and yeah. and here's another thing. I mean, we hate this. Like, you and I both don't like this this Doctor Octopus. No, I hate he's it. a greasy creeper, yeah. and you know, it's just it's a sad. Representation of the character. It's yeah. an unfortunate representation of the character. And they even put they even put him in like a little uh, octopus octopus uh, controlled towering thing. Well, that that's in the next looks, that's in the next episode. Looks goofy as hell. But but the the whole point is like in the first season of Ultimate Spider-Man, and, and he's always like Norman Osborn's bitch. Yeah, he's and now he's Loki's bitch. And I'm like, he's not aged. I'm like, dude, it's not as we witnessed. Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm like, you know, they they actually kind of make a funny reference to that though in um, the next episode. Uh, They kind of reference Superior. No, it was this episode where they reference Superior. I I think it was one of the episodes. They make they make kind of a nod to Superior Spider-Man because Otto's like, I'll have to remember that trick. You know, swapping bodies. Anyway. Um, so he switches bodies with Spidey, and then he, he leads the Asgardian invasion as Spider-Man. And so the Avengers go after – think that they're going after Spider-Man because Spider-Man's turned into a bad guy. And Loki's – you know, they totally ignore, ignore Loki, who's like, no, no, I'm Spider-Man. Stop. So uh, that's how the episode uh, ends. You know, they finally corner Spider-Man. You know, and after Spider-Man just defe- – or uh, Spider-Man in Loki's body just defeated Loki in Spider-Man's body. But then Loki switches their bodies again, and so the Avengers wind up going after Spider-Man because they believe Loki when he's when he's saying no, no, that's right. Spider-Man, or that's the that's Loki. What's some pros and cons in the grade for you? Uh, pros: there were some good fight scenes, yeah. and there was no annoying chibi crap in uh, this first episode. Cons: uh, it still takes a team to defeat Otto. Yeah, it it takes an entire team of Spider buddies, Shield Spider Spider Super Team buddies to defeat Otto. <laughs> Back in the seventies, Spider Man did that on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I miss the good old days where Spider Man just beat yeah. Doctor Octopus all on his own. Yeah, you know, um, the video game cutscene garbage, uh, which I didn't like. Um, Otto was still a greasy haired perv creeper, and uh, too much symbiote crap. Those are my cons, and I wound up giving this one a, uh, I give this one a C plus. Okay, uh, part two. All right, part two, Vincent Spider Man Part Two. Um, I should I should I should say that both of these are written by Paul Dini, so they're even more disappointing. I I saw that when I started the episode. I'm like, oh, the Batman and Robin. Guy, I mean, the Batman uh, animated series. Guy. Oh, it's just amazing to me how they could get Batman so right, yeah, and get Spider Man so so wrong. Well, from a looking at the uh, the bottom line, he's on season three. Mm. And doing well ratings-wise, I understand. So. I guess, but it's just sad. 
This is still a win in Paul Dini's corner. Of not, <laughs> yeah, but not not for the Spider Van. I I would agree. So uh, anyway, Spidey heads back to the uh, Shield Super Teens to the Super Buddies to regroup, and he has to prove to them that he's not Loki. Um, because you know they're fully aware now that Loki is in Spider-Man's body, and you know Nick Fury's just giving him a heads up, but he's you know he's able to prove, hey, it's me. Uh, the Avengers finally wind up tracking them down, and it leads to a standoff in the street because they want to arrest Spider-Man because they think he's Loki. Um, and the Shield super teams do pretty well here, uh, going up against the Avengers initially. Um, Power Man throws a bus at Iron Man, who deflects it, and the bus goes out of control and hits a subway rail. Uh, which suddenly, you know, imperils the subway train that's coming down the tracks. So when Spider-Man jumps up to save the people in the train and is like, you know, please God help me, you guys, then that's when the Avengers realize, oh well, Loki would not do that. So yeah. this must be the real deal. So you know, they save the train together, and um, at that point, the Super Buddies uh, head down to Doctor Octopus's underwater base in the East River, uh, which was from season one, actually. Uh, and he is now wearing an Asgardian metal suit, which Loki has given to him, but that basically encases his entire body. It makes him look more like a spider than an mm-hmm. octopus, really, you know. And, and it is. It is the silliest. I mean, he can just uh, – the legs go up as far as a skyscraper. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He looks like Stiltman. And he's like, this is Asgardian metal. Even Thor can't hurt it. And I'm like, dude, Thor hurts Asgardian metal all the time. This this, this dude has taken out the Midgard serpent. This guy has fought the destroyer, which was made to to kill gods. Yeah. Don't give me this crap that even Thor can't can't hurt Dr. Octopus in this suit. But then that's what happens. You know, they fight in the base. It all goes to hell. They they wind up, you know, at the surface of the East River, and then Spider Man's like, "Well, you know, we got to get we got to get to a place where we can find him." I know. How about that bridge? It's full of commuter traffic. <laughs> and I was shaking my head. I'm like, "What are you? What are you high?" <laughs> you know. And and so they they fight him on the bridge. Thor shows up, and Doctor Octopus kicks his butt, and I'm laughing. Yeah. I'm like, to me, that's as asinine as Kitty Pride beating Galactus. <laughs> you know, and I'm just rolling my eyes. I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. And, and it reminded me of that one time. Remember that Eric Larson Sinister Six story? Yeah, I haven't read it in 20 years, but yeah. Where he had uh, Dr. Octopus just kick the crap out of the Hulk. Oh, yeah, he bitch slapped the Hulk. D- didn't Peter David write that? Yes, <laughs> Peter, get even. Peter David corrected that wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we like Peter David. He did it in, in quite a humorous fashion. I forget what did he do. He had he, show, uh, he had uh, the Hulk uh, wrapping Doctor Octopus's uh, arms around him and tying him up. Yeah, and just leaving him there like a little bitch. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I like Doctor Octopus. Doctor Octopus is a mighty villain. He's not. But he's not going to take, out, gonna the take out the Hulk, dude. Come on. No. Um. Anyhow, the. Uh, so Otto kicks his butt. Now the the teams wind up uh, defeating a, a venomized Ulick and Fenris because now you got to consider there's the Avengers and there's the Shield Super Team Spider Buddies, right? Yeah. And they're all trying to fight back all the venomized. A cast uh, of thousands. All I know there's everybody in here. At one point yeah. Falcon shows up and he, they don't really explain it. Falcon's just there all of a sudden. Yeah. What up, Falcon? In fact, there's so many Avengers. I think they kind of forgot that Black Widow was even supposed to be there. <laughs> because I, I I don't remember seeing Black Widow there. I mean, maybe she had something she had to go handle in Russia or something. I don't know. 
So anyway, they defeat Ulick and Fenris and send them back to Asgard. You know, Thor opens a portal back to Asgard with his hammer. Uh, and then they, you know, they continue to fight the Venomized Monster Army. Uh, Loki sends Otto out to attack the heroes, but eventually Spider-Man tricks Otto into turning on Loki, um, who then removes Otto's invincible Asgardian metal armor that even Thor can't hurt. Ha <laughs> ha! So that neutralizes uh, Dr. Octopus, uh, giving Thor enough time to pound Loki. And then the Avengers show up and point all their weapons at him. Sound familiar? Yeah. You know. That old chestnut. <laughs> and that made me roll my eyes. I mean, I liked the, you know, okay, it's funny, haha, Thor gives him a noogie like he's giving Spider Man a noogie, except I guess Loki's noogies are extra hard. <laughs> you know, and Loki's just like, oh, you know, trying to crawl away. Right. Um, they send him back into the portal, and then Fenris and Eula kind of catch up with him in the Asgardian, uh, I don't know, some kind of Asgardian hellhole. Um,. And uh, Spidey finally makes the uh, decision to stay with S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and the Super Buddies instead of go off the Avengers. And Iron Man, I think it's Iron Man, yeah, Iron Man tells him, you know, hey, it's it's cool. And, you know, you, you're always welcome whenever you decide you want to be one of us. And right. uh, I gave this one a, a B-, minus. Uh, pros that had good fight scenes. Cons, uh, the chibi crap did come back early on. <laughs> and it was uh, the Hulk doing the noogie thing. Yeah. Um, uh, and again, I, I laughed and rolled my eyes at the Asgardian metal that Thor can't touch, that <laughs> Thor can't do anything to. Uh, yeah. And in and, and both episodes, Spider-Man is using these electro darts, these electrified darts. Yeah, new web shooters. Yeah, yeah that, that shoot out like electricity and knock people out. And he knocks out Ulick the Rock Troll. I want to repeat that. <laughs> Spider-Man's little wrist-fired dart things that shock people. Yeah. Took out Ulick the Rock Troll, someone who routinely fistfights Thor for for lengthy amounts of time. Yeah. And it was just a WTF moment for me. And then the Falcon just kind of showed up, and nobody even mentions it. Just Falcon's just there now. Hey, I caught up. I'm here. You know. This is another. Don't you think this is another example? Of just too many players. Yeah, they're trying to do too much at once. It, too many players it, in, in the. Uh, it's a symptom. It's it, it's it's a. It's a symptom of a wider of a wider problem because the amazing books are the same way. They're so goddamn bloated now. Yeah. We're trying to force force you know every goddamn character in the Marvel universe into these things. The Avengers are in there every other you know every other issue. And that's why things like Secret Wars and and Contest of the the Champion or, yeah Contest of the Champions. that what it's called Contest of Champions yeah. Yeah, that's why those were so cool, but the, we're 30 years past those. Well, now, that, we? they were cool because they weren't being done at the time. They, it didn't happen every day that, that the, the Avengers ran into the X-Men. Do, or the, Do you remember back in the day whenever you yeah. saw all of the Marvel heroes, before Secret Wars, whenever you saw all the Marvel heroes together or a whole bunch of them at one time, like you know, sometimes at Avengers Mansion you'd, see, you'd open it up and – you know, it was special. It didn't happen. That Suddenly, way. you see everybody. You know, all the cool yeah. people in the Marvel universe are in there eating, you right. know, donuts and drinking coffee, and it was mm-hmm. cool. Or like when Hulk got an amnesty. Remember, they give me amnesty yeah. or give me yeah. death, and then they're on the White House lawn, and it's all superheroes right. are there with him. I mean, those moments were people who who don't understand what it was like to read Marvel back in the eighties because that shit didn't happen until no, Secret Wars. You know, yeah. And, well, and I. I, I until it happened in Secret Wars, and then, God, it just became the new norm, I guess. I, I guess that's why J.R. Maybe, maybe hates it so much. But Maybe it's just because it's a small – it seems like a smaller universe now. Well, it just – I mean, it, it, it still seems big. It's just it, – it seems too busy. 
Yeah, I'll give you. You know that. what I mean? I mean, we knew it was big back in the day, but it wasn't as busy. Everybody had their own stuff going on. Not everybody's shit is bleeding into everybody else's shit. <laughs> you know? And right. it's just I'm like, dude, I, I long for the days when Spider Man could just kick the shit out of somebody on his own. Out of out of his kick his own villains, yeah. Could defeat his it, I mean, even in his car in his own cartoon, Brad. He can't he can defeat people in his own cartoon without other people backing him up. He's got a phone a friend. Oh my god. You know, that's why I think somebody had even asked me, we were like, well, will we ever see anybody, will we ever see anything on Fight Club that's not like an issue, like cartoon shows? And I'm like, I don't think so, Jack. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think you're going to. And and, And it's sad, Brad, because again, you know, as I've pointed out before, what I wanted more than anything, I wanted a Marvel version of the DC universe, of, the, of, of what right. the DC – or uh, we're talking about cartoons, a Marvel cartoon <laughs> universe similar to what DC did. You're not going to get it, son. But we're not going to get it. And think of Batman's show, Brad. Mm-hmm. Did Batman need 47 members of the Justice League backing him up to kick the nope. Joker's ass? No. What happened? And you know, you know, back in the day, the Avengers and the Fantastic Four, that option was kind of always hinted at, but they were always off planet. Yeah. It's like, it's your responsibility to take out your own villains. Yeah. And Batman. Keyword responsibility. Batman didn't need the Flash coming to help out with Mr. Freeze. Right. Batman just went out and kicked Mr. Freeze's ass. Yeah. And Spider Man doesn't get to do that in his own cartoon. It's sad. Is it not sad? Am I. It's very. It's disappointing. It is yeah. disappointing. So, anywho, I mean, I, you know. Let's go back to season one. What was your grade? You gave it a B something? Uh, I gave it a B minus, yeah. B minus, okay. Let's go back to season one, episode what, 13? Episode 12, me time. 12, 12, 12. okay, go ahead. All right, so these are going to go a lot faster. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because uh, we want this show to be an hour, we're 25 minutes into mm-hmm. it, so we're going to plow. All right, so Spidey takes down Whirlwind. Whirlwind shows up. He's working for Dr. Octopus. And uh, the opening sequence is actually pretty cool. The Whirlwind fight's pretty cool. And Spider-Man uh, is, you know, being thrown around. Thrown around? What am I, Barbara Walters now? Being, <laughs> being thrown around. Waka waka. <laughs> he's being thrown around inside the tornado, and he winds up, you know, trying to stabilize himself. And he, and he shoots a web line out to um, <coughs> Whirlwind's head. And... Um, Pulls his helmet off and then knocks him out with his own helmet. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome until they get back on the ground and then Nick Fury shows up in Spider-Man because he's woozy from the tornado, throws up in the helmet. And I was like, oh, I was like, you know what? You had me going until then. You had me going until he barfed in a helmet. <laughs> then you lost me. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, Spider-Man's like, look, you know, I did this, Fury. I'm taking a few days off. You know, you promised me some, some me time and I'm going to take it. So he goes home, and he's doing the risky business dance in his underwear on the roof because he can, right. because he's Spider-Man. Just going around eating junk food, you know, playing video games. And then he notices there's a S.H.I.E.L.D. security spy camera inside Aunt May's house, mm-hmm. which, you know, he grabs and he, you know, he confronts Nick Fury about. Nick Fury has the best argument ever that should have shut Spider-Man up because Nick Fury said, it's not there to watch you. It's there to keep your aunt safe. Ah. And I'm like, how do you – What do you say now, son? Yeah, I was like, how do you argue against that? Yeah. You know, I mean, sure, Nick, Nick Fury is probably pervin on AMA too because AMA, you know, is now <laughs> y- younger and foxier, kind of like, you know, kind of milfy. You know, and so Nick's probably like, yeah, yeah, I watch your aunt too, so what? <laughs> no, anyway. 
So uh, he takes off his shield little communicator bracelet thing and leaves it with Fury and says, that's it. This is my weekend. You know, F off, old man. Me time. And um, so what happens in his meantime? Uh, well, Otto go, uh, is, gets goaded by Norman into going after Spider-Man. So for the first time, uh, greasy perv creeper Otto goes after Spider-Man personally. So this is the first time that the two of them fight in the series. He actually – Spider-Man is on a roller coaster. He's gone to an amusement park, and he's Spider-Man. He's not Peter Parker, and he's in the front car of a roller coaster with a little girl. And they're just like, woo, roller coaster fun. And then Dr. Octopus shows up and snatches him out of the car. At no time during the fight in the amusement park, at no time does Spider-Man spider sense go off. <laughs> And that was glaring. You know, I, I'm always catching that stuff. And as a Spider-Man fan, I mean, this kind of shit's important. You know, I mean, sure. I mean, a lot of times it gets it gets forgotten about in the comic, and we'll mention it when we notice it. You know, a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but it just never happened. I mean, like, you know, Otto even starts getting some really good hits in on him, and his spider sense is never going off. Now, in the comic book, a lot of times when Otto is able to, or when anyone's able to hit him, his spider sense is still going off. Right. You know. But we know that at no time does the spider sense go off. Not before Otto jumps him. Not before any of the times Otto hits him. And, you know, I mean, sure, you know, this is this is meant for people who aren't like us. You know, yeah. people who aren't going to notice that. You know, specifically kids who aren't going to notice that. But, you know, it says something when – and I thought about this while watching Doctor Who earlier this week. There was a uh, – uh, Doctor, you know what? You don't watch Doctor Who. You're not a Doctor Who I, I, I don't. No. Well, they the BBC. You know, for the last year for the 50th anniversary, they did a whole big Doctor Who special, and then they also did like a docudrama to showcase the you know the creation of Doctor Who. And they actually, you know, it was it wasn't a documentary. It was like that. You know, it was like a biopic. You know, where they had a guy playing the first Doctor Who and you know getting hired for the part and everything and going to the production. And at one point. Now, keep in mind, this was the 60s when this was happening. Uh, Doctor Who debuted uh, the day uh, – right after the day after Kennedy got shot. No, oh, okay. And, um, you know, at one point, you know, the guy playing Doctor Who, William Hartnell, has been doing it for a while, and, you know, he's got a new crew in there and new people doing the shows and everything. And they're, and they're like, okay, now cross over here and turn this knob, and that will open the doors. And he's like, I can't do that. Because this knob over here is the one that opens the doors, and the production people are like, "Whatever, old man, you know, whatever, okay, you know." And but at the same time, you, you realize that Hartnell's doing that because he knows that the children that watch the show, goddamn, know where the button that opens the doors is. You know, he he's not he he knows that they're smart enough to know that. The production people are like, "Whatever, it's it's TV, you know, kids don't care," <laughs> but he knows that right. they do. And that's sort of similar here. I mean, it's in that same regard. You know, these people are thinking, well, we're just going to do this, and these kids won't notice today. Well, a lot of the kids will notice. A lot of the kids will probably think, well, wait a minute. He's got spider sense that goes off when something bad's about to happen. Why is it not going off? Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's okay because cartoons. <laughs> and you're yawning now. You're like, that's great, George. No, oh, no, I understand. I mean, it's what, they, what, what do they call those people in movies? Uh, gaffers? Gap. They look for ga gaffes in the no, movies where there's ga gaffers errors. are like sound guys. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, they they're lighting guys. What? They're lighting or sound guys. They actually. What do they call the people in movies that uh, do continuity? They're, they're called continuity editors. 
There you well, go. typically it's just it's just another role of the editor most of the time. Okay. But I mean, they, they actually have continuity people on on set, like with scripts yeah. and stuff. They're pointing stuff out. But of course, it's just, you know they, you don't really have anything on set in the cartoon because mm-hmm. they're you know they're not filmed on set with actors. You know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Meanwhile, uh, ranch. Um, but all through the fight, we get annoying chibi spider referee cutscenes, where like you have these little spider chibis pop up, you know, flag on the comedy flag on the play because uh, of a bad joke or something. They do it three times, and then they start to do it a fourth time, and Spider-Man stops and it starts to explain the joke, and I'm like, oh my god, really? You're interrupting what is actually kind of a cool fight mm-hmm. for this shit, yeah? You know, uh, and there's people out there. Listening to us right now, they sometimes they chime in all the time, and they're like, "Dude, this is a kid show," <laughs> you know. But I mean, yeah, you know, it's true. I mean, it's true. But I, you know, but here's the thing, Brad. I mean, should we expect anything less than than perfection? Well, Spider-Man. The be- the best blend of kids and adults programming is is like Pixar animation. This is not Pixar animation. No, it's not. Well, I mean, it was it was and, Pixar animation, and it was the stuff that Warner Brothers did with the DC universe. Yeah, I mean it's it's a show that kids love and adults love both, and it's not that. It's not, and you don't have to dumb it down for kids, and there is a way to entertain kids and adults at the same time. It's a very fine line, though. DC Universe did it and did it well, and it was the same guy. It was Paul Dini. I know. I know. Well, you know, anyway, we're getting off track. So uh, Spidey at one point makes a crack about Dr. Octopus only having four limbs and you know, because the octopus has eight, completely overlooking the fact that Dr. Octopus does have eight limbs when you take into consideration his arms and his legs. And I, I, I couldn't even believe that that just happened. I'm like, are you, are you effing kidding me? Spider-Man can't count the man's own actual limbs. And I just shook my head. I'm like, oh, even, even the humor, it, they're trying too hard here. Uh, Spidey does uh, manage to get captured by Ock in the funhouse, and Ock takes him to his underwater lab, which we see again in season three. Uh, and Spider cell, or Spider-Man frees himself in the lab. Uh, he and Ock fight, um, and eventually he's able to contact Nick Fury and say, "You know what? You're right, and I was wrong. Uh, lock in on my location because some bad stuff's about to go down." He actually does this weird thing where he webs up some kind of vents on the front of Otto's suit, and Otto can't breathe anymore. Which is, you know, a, a thing now for Dr. Octopus, apparently. Uh, and then, of course, the entire base floods because of them fighting. And uh, and he winds up saving Otto's life and and is about to drown. But he, he, he sacrifices himself to save Otto because that's who Spider-Man is. And then he wakes up in a shield, uh, in a shield sort of hospital thing and... Or I guess the, on the helicarrier in the medical wing or whatever, uh, with Nick Fury saying basically I told you so, but you know, but also that he had done really a, good, a really good job and that they didn't find Doctor Octopus. And that's the end of the uh, episode. You know, in hindsight, I think I have seen this one, but I blocked it out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, uh, it got a C for me. Uh, well executed fight, yeah. but so many problems. Uh, not just with the humor, but I mean, forgetting the spider sense. Yeah. You know, uh, way too many chibi cutscenes. I guess I blended from a pro right into the con. Um, so, yeah, so this one, Easy to yeah, do. This one got to see. Cool. All right, we got yeah. more episodes. Got, uh, we're moving on to episode 13, Strange Days, okay. when uh, all of New York suddenly falls asleep in the middle of the day. Uh, they become plagued with nightmares. 
But Iron Fist manages to focus enough of his chi to awaken himself and Spider-Man in the middle of school. Um, all of New York is asleep. I don't know why you know taxi cabs haven't crashed into people and hot dog carts you know on the side of the street or fire hydrants or whatever, but everyone's just asleep. So Iron Fist uh, says, we've got to get to the bottom of this. There's only one guy who can, can explain this. We've got to go see Dr. Strange, and Spider-Man's like, Dr. You know, Dr. what? Dr. who? It's Strange. Uh, so they visit Dr. Strange at his sanctum, sanctorum, which is... What, what's wrong with him? Sorry. What? <laughs> what? What's wrong with him? Sorry. Wong? Go stand in the corner, Brad. <laughs> Did I do something You're, What are you, Harry Reid now? <laughs> Oh my God! That's terrible. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Wong wasn't even in the episode. We didn't get to see. Wong. I know. I was just making a Wong joke. Was that Wong? Wong, 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 Wong. <laughs> yes, Brad. Jesus, you're awful. <laughs> Anywho, so they go to visit Doctor Strange. You know who does Doctor uh, Strange's voice here? I I do not know. Tell me, Jack Coleman. Jack Coleman. I don't know who that is. Did you watch the unfortunate HBO show Heroes? You mean NBC? Yeah. Uh, HBO. What did I say? HBO? Yeah, NBC yeah. show. I'm sorry. I, I watched the a bit of the first season and got tired of it. He was Noah Bennett. He was Claire's dad, the cheerleader's dad. Oh, okay. The one who was actually secretly working for you know, the government that was doing everything. Yeah. Did you stick through that show all the way? Um, I, stick th- I stuck through part of season two. Um, up and It's coming back, by the way. Yeah, and that's... Wong. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, uh, I just you just snorted. You just made yourself. I just snorted because that shit was funny. <laughs> Go straight to hell. Oh my god. I'll get the marriage back if I do. No, no, that that show. Um, that uh, it, season one was great, but in season two. They did so many things wrong, and the guy running the show... They did what wrong? I'll be over here. I'll just be over here off to the side. When you're done and you're ready to continue, you let me know. Okay. I'm still not ready. Oh. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right. No, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, go ahead. All right. Go ahead. So, I watched Heroes until they started to do... A lot of mistakes on the show. Oh, look at you changed the word. Okay, go ahead. And uh, and and you know, even to the point where the showrunner Tim Kring, the guy who created it, people would point out all the problems with the show, and he would be like, you know, like, oh, well, you know, you you went back in time and you totally forgot about this girl that you left back there, you know, that Peter was in, or that one of the main characters was in love with, and then you know, Tim Kring would be like, ah, nobody cares about that shit. He's like, no, the writers at one point were like, maybe we should go back and revisit it. But I was like, people have forgotten that already. Move on. And I'm like, you know, no, that's that's not how audiences work. Uh, ask ask Joss, Joss Whedon will tell you. You know, Buffy fans remembered everything. Right. So, you know, it just the show just started going off the rails. And by the time they killed – they brought in Kirsten Bell, and then when they killed her off, I was like, I absolutely have no goddamn reason to watch this show anymore. I'm out, dog. <laughs> you just go off Veronica Mars. I'm done. So, oh, right, back to Spider-Man. Meanwhile, I didn't mean to make a left turn. <clears throat> not a not a wong turn. Yes, I know. <laughs> so, uh they show up in Doctor Strange and by the way they 
they made the unfortunate mistake of turning Doctor Strange into some sort of email or uh, emo, you know, hipster douchebag. You know, he's Doctor Strange. He's got all the powers, but he also has long bed hair. I gotta get an image with of this things thing. on his Let's face. And like, oh, I just saw they it. gave him earrings because you know. No, yeah. they did not give Doctor Strange yeah, earrings. He's got earrings and, and oh, basically turned no. him into a douchebag emo hipster. That's not. Right. Oh no, that was horrible. I was I was that, really just you love Strange and so do I. But damn, I mean, I I I wanted to cry when I first saw it. I mean, I was like, oh. I, what have you done? What did what do they do to you? Damn. Where did this all go wrong? <laughs> now I'm doing it. Fuck off. I, <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> it's contagious. So, Doctor Strange explains to them that uh, this is all the work of the, the magical entity known as Nightmare, one of Doctor Strange's arch enemies. And he takes the heroes into the night, uh, Nightmare dimension to confront him. And they do a really good job. Of uh, or a really good homage to the uh, Ditko Nightmare stuff. Nice. They did really good with that. Um, they couldn't get Doctor Strange right to save their effing lives, but they did really good with the dark or uh, with the Nightmare dimensions. Think of the uh, the animation of that Doctor Strange uh, cartoon. Was they they gave him a little gray hair, but yeah, that was a lot better. No, I mean that, that was, was better than better. what this was. Yeah, I mean, that one I actually liked. Yeah, I never saw that movie. It either. was good. It was good. It was it good. Yeah. It didn't suck like the Iron Man thing did. Oh God, jeez. Yeah, the Iron Man. I couldn't get through that. Was oh, really the Iron bad. Man was brutal. No, the Doctor yeah. Strange was really good. That's cool. Real quick, any any actors that they're mentioning you like for Doctor Strange for the movie? Well, at one point, you know they they mentioned uh, they mentioned uh, Missouri's own uh, John Hamm. John, John Hamm, hell yeah, I'm, I'm, that's who I and I, I was on board with that. I hadn't really considered him because before that they were like, well, you know, Marvel's thinking about Johnny Depp, and I mean, I've wanted to see Johnny Depp play Doctor Strange since you know fifteen years ago. You know, they're also what, what's the uh, oh Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, that's an unfortunate choice. I mean, jo- Joaquin Phoenix did really good with uh, Walk the Line, you yeah. know, when he played Johnny Cash. But I think John Hamm's the best I've heard. You know, another random one I heard was uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Perry Potter. No, I, I like Daniel Radcliffe as an actor, but Doctor Strange needs to be an older guy. I agree. He needs to be in his forties. Yeah, he does. I mean, he doesn't. Yes, he doesn't need. He needs to be Robert Downey Jr.'s age when he was Iron Man, very first. Iron yeah, Man. but playing more mature. Right, right, right. I like the fact yeah. that because from what I've read so far, we're not going to get a Doctor Strange origin. He's just going to be Doctor Strange from the get-go. That sh- that would be nice. Yeah, like like he's been doing this for a while now, and I'm like, okay, yes, thank you. You know, let's just get right into some dark shit, man. So I'm <laughs> I'm excited about it. I. I go to bed praying every night that it could at least be John Hamm, you know, because I think John Hamm would nail it, dude. I do too. I love Madman. When you look at Madman and you look at like like John Hamm playing um, <laughs> the character's name escapes me now. Oh, um, Don Draper. Yes, thank you, God. <laughs> it took me a when, he, when he's playing John Draper, you know, at like when Don's like really in his dark. Yeah, when, when Don's really going through his dark, you know, dark moments, uh, I, that's when I think about, and I'm like, I, that's what I want him to bring to Doctor Strange. 
I want him to be that guy who's like, you know, living under the shadow of there are so many effed up things in this cosmos that want to tear this little blue marble apart. And I'm yep. the only thing that stops it. You yep, know, and I, that, that's what I want. I, I don't want Joaquin Phoenix trying to do performance art and acting like a jackass. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, no matter what, we're going to just hire Shia LaBeouf to come in and have a meltdown. <laughs> That'd be Wong. <laughs> it would be Wong. It would be all just kind of... You know That's what? I'm just trying to embrace it now. It, it, <laughs> You've like, embraced the Wongness. Yeah. <laughs> so getting back to the episode... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Nightmare uh, has become more powerful now from all the nightmare fear that's being generated uh, from everyone you know that's asleep in New York in the middle of the day. Um, he winds up splitting the heroes up. Uh, Iron Fist uh, faces uh, uh, Shao Lao, the dragon that he fought in Kunlun to get the uh, Iron Force or uh, Iron Fist powers. Pardon me, Iron Force. Like it's a, like it's the Speed Force now. <laughs> and then Iron Fist is overcome with doubt. Uh, and then Strange is overcome with fear of a world where magic doesn't exist. Because what is what is Doctor Strange in a world where magic magic doesn't exist? Doctor Strange is a is a surgeon that can't operate. You know, <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> hope you learn to trade aside from surgery. You know, like you know, maybe you can fix a car. Um. So, but Spider Man, uh, Spider Man is confronted with Uncle Ben, and. It doesn't work on Spider-Man because Spider-Man explains the nightmare. I live with this every day. There you go. I live with this fear every day. I, every day of my life, I face this fear. You have no power over me. You know, and even Uncle Ben, who's ostensibly, you know, generated from some sort of pattern in Peter's mind, is even like, you know, you know, smack-talking nightmare who just summoned him. They do a really yeah. good job in Nightmare too. Nightmare is pretty, pretty creepy in this. And uh, so eventually um, that that sort of breaks Nightmare's power, and then uh, Iron Man or uh, Iron Fist and Doctor Strange are able to kind of one-to him and uh, imprison him in a box full of tentacles, which is creepy. <laughs> but um, – and then that's, uh, that's it. Uh, that's the end of the episode. I gave it a, a B-. minus. Yeah. Uh, they re- did a really good job with Nightmare, and also they did a good job depicting um, – Something that was true to uh, Ditko's magic scapes from uh, Strange Tales. Um, nice. Cons, they gave Doctor Strange emo hipster douchebag hair and earrings. Just a misstep. <laughs> a, a misstep is an understatement. Yeah. Uh, I, as a, doc- a, a, a wong step. <laughs> yes, it was a very wong step, and as a Doctor Strange fan, I took it as a middle finger. Oh, no doubt. So, uh, one more episode, uh, season one, the next episode, uh, episode 14, awesome, which is anything but. Okay. Spidey has to deal with a bank-robbing juggernaut plaguing uh, New York City, because when you're juggernaut, that's what you do. You rob banks. The juggernaut, bitch. You rob banks. Well, what's, what is he going to do? He's going to probably get hired by somebody to kick somebody's ass. <laughs> or, or, or anything he wants to do because he's juggernaut. Well, that's true. I miss Juggernaut in the Marvel Universe. We haven't seen him in a long time. Oh, we haven't really? No, he's. Uh, I haven't seen him anywhere. I thought he was in uh, Fear itself. Well, but that was a few years back now, wasn't it? Well, I didn't he lose his power? Well, he wasn't a mutant to begin with. Come he's never it. been a mutant, no. No, he just got that his, that C-Rock or whatever that thing is. Brad, you are killing me right now. <laughs> What's the name of that green rock that he has? It's not green. 
Okay. <laughs> it's red. It's the it's the red. It's the ruby of Sidorak. Sidorak, that or that's It is right, the that. same stuff that Doctor Strange calls upon when he invokes the name of Sidorak to create the Crimson Bands. <laughs> what did you call it? Citrock or C- Citrock. Citrock? Sirock, like it's vodka? Or, or, or Kid Rock's brother, Citrock. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. We were smoking funny things. We were. You're a, hor- you're a horrible man. I know. <laughs> so after Spider-Man gets pasted by Juggernaut, yeah. literally hit and thrown into a wall, um, Spidey's got to figure out what to do for a science project that he and Power Man have to do together. You mean Spider-Man didn't overcome the Juggernaut and drop a building on him? He just gave up the fight? No, he was distracted by Power Man calling him and them talking about the science fair while Juggernaut was holding him up by his foot. Another example of Spider-Man changing through the years. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you mean he didn't bury him in cement like he should, you know, by exactly. using his brain? No, no, not so no, much. No, just kind of gave up on that fight. Yeah, yeah. and um, so what does Spider-Man do? What? I've got a, I've got a science uh, fair project do. I know. I'll go effing steal it from Kirk Connors. There you go. That's what our hero does. That's what Spider-Man does. He he steals science projects from other people. Yeah. That pissed me off so much. I was yeah. I mean, I was offended. I'm like Who wrote the who writes this crap? Do you know who wrote the episode? Was it Paul Danny again? I can't remember now, but I'm like <laughs> if you know anything about Spider-Man, there is no scenario on earth in which Spider-Man, trying to get out of a science fair, would steal something from Dr. Connors, let alone steal it from anybody. If you go back to the 80s with the, uh, the stealing of the gold notebook, there was right. – uh, felt guilty over that. The, however, there is one example where Spider-Man's ethics are kind of tested. Oh, when he, when he stages photographs? Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a journalistic ethical dilemma. Mm. Brad, AP reporters do it all the effing time. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this or not. And it's usually it's usually where are your journalistic it's, ethics? It's usually something staging, from the Middle East. Staging your pictures, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, AP gets a- AP does it all the a- time. AP reporters get busted doctoring photographs and depicting stuff in the wrong way all the time out of Palestine and um, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, right. Lebanon and other places. Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> Anywho, um, so, yeah, so Spidey, you know, needing something from science fair, steals it because, you know, that's what Spider-Man does. This is the ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, he does uh, ultimate things. Uh, ultimately, it's a Wong decision. <laughs> and uh, so he steals a memory metal brick from Kurt Connors, which it's like – A what? It's a brick – that uh, is like made of memory metal. You know, you can kind of shape it. It's oh, metal, okay. but it's you know, it's malleable. Um, the brick nice. is actually the uh, thank you. The brick is actually the awesome android. Okay. And we've dealt with the awesome android before um, in a different episode. I think it was the one with Luke Cage's parents. Um, his powers are different here than they are in the Marvel universe. In the Marvel universe, he can mimic the power one power of anybody that he touches. Um, or that he comes into contact with. And here, his power is he eats things and gets bigger and stronger. But he has the mind ostensibly of a... I've been using that word a lot tonight, haven't I? 
Obstensively? Obstensively. And you're a journalist, Brad. I used to... No, no. No, no. I I, 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 I like your 50 cents. You're like, I've, I've heard other people use smart words. I... I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> what you're talking about. Uh, I'm about to give you a four-letter one <laughs> right down the middle, yeah. That would be long. I know. That's the word I was going to use, Wong. <laughs> it's a four-letter word. So during the science fair, the brick actually... Uh, we're getting goofy. Yeah, we are. I'm trying to get us back on track now, and you're like, ah, yeah. uh, bitches. Um, so he... <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. Ha-ha, <laughs> bitches. Okay, go ahead. You know, we actually we were actually within range of doing this in less than, I think, or, or about the time that you wanted the time... I know this show is almost an hour. We've got ten minutes left. I know, and we're we're doing great on time, even with all these long turns. <laughs> I know, right? But I mean, you said you wanted us to do like well, three hours tonight, basically. Yeah, we're, and we're and okay. we're we're I think we're on pace. I mean, considering how late we started, because Skype, I know it. We started. Yeah, I'm kind yeah, of excited. I know. I, I feel like sm- like uh, Bandit and Snowman getting closer to yeah. uh, Eastbound and Down, uh, put the hammer down, said Big Enus and Little Enus. There you go. So uh, the brick turns into awesome android. He starts eating things at the science fair and starts becoming more powerful and starts rampaging through the city because he has the mind of basically like a two-year-old child. Uh, and eventually he swallows Juggernaut. Oh. How'd that happen? <laughs> because Juggernaut uh, jumps off a bus and he's about to ambush Spider-Man. Okay, so he just picks him off like a oh, nom nom nom. And uh, awesome android. Well, he tries. Juggernaut actually tries to slam into awesome uh, android and um, hits him hits him in the foot and then stops. Okay. And then awesome android's like, "Ow, my my foot!" But he doesn't say that. He's like, you know. So um, so he picks uh, Juggernaut up and eats him. And uh, Juggernaut goes all through awesome android's body, like comically, like a lump all across his stomach, and then out. Through his foot instead of his bobo. I don't know what that's about. But um, apparently, awesome Android craps out of his in, out of his big toe. And Juggernaut is ejected from awesome Android nude, <laughs> completely without armor, and okay. just butt naked. And then he reaches up to his head and he's like, "No, my helmet! All my powers are gone!" And I'm like, "And I, I was I was dropped the mic, mad. I was like, are you effing kidding me? Not only in the same episode do we have Spider-Man stealing stuff, yeah. we have Juggernaut with all of his powers are based on his helmet. Brad, yep. why does Juggernaut wear a helmet? <clears throat> that specific helmet? What is, what is its what is its purpose? Um, doesn't it connect him to the uni- that universe that gives him the powers? No. No, not at okay. all. That that helmet protects him from having his mind controlled. Oh, from things, like from Professor X. Oh, so it's like Magneto's helmet. Yeah, basically, it's it, it works in the same yeah. it works in the same fashion. Okay. Uh, in fact, at one point when Colossus tore it off, I remember in the eighties. He had another helmet on underneath it. <laughs> it was like a just like a, just the one that just hugged his and his head was like skull shaped. Right. Yeah. And I, that's that's to stop Professor X from uh, controlling his mind. Okay. So um, anywho, yeah, I never realized that before. What that whole um, that correlation between Juggernaut and Magneto and their, well, and their helmets. The, the only the first time I noticed the Magneto helmet thing was in the movies. 
where why because Magneto says in the you had never known was, that in the comics before. No, I just I just thought you had a cool helmet. I just really didn't think about the stopping the the mind control from Professor X. But yeah, I'm trying to remember when he got that helmet because he's actually without the helmet he's vulnerable to mental attack, just like anybody else would be. What Juggernaut? Yeah. And well, he's always had the helmet, hasn't he? But he's always had that helmet, yeah. Well, yeah, first, first yeah, helmet. well, you know, sometimes though they've shown him without the helmet. He's fought Hulk before without the helmet. Well, that's true, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I mean that's why he wears it. He wears he's it. He's left with She-Hulk without the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, anywho, okay. So, but tonight, I mean, I was, I was, you know, I was reading that, and I'm like, yeah, or not reading it, but watching it, and I'm like, this, this sucks. They get, they get. They get awesome androids' powers wrong. They get Juggernaut's powers wrong. Spider-Man's stealing crap. I'm like, what is this? Is this like an Indian knockoff Spider-Man cartoon? Is this the Indian Spider-Man? You know that we're watching. You know that, that or the Japanese Spider-Man from the 70s. Is this oh, the Bollywood yeah. Spider-Man that you know only just wears the costume and that's where the resemblance stops and it's just a completely different character? Who knows? Yeah. So I had major issues with that. Anyway. Um, Basically, Power Man and uh, Spider-Man stop uh, the awesome android, who they call Andy, and they depower him using um, Nova and White Tiger science fiction experiment, which basically overloads uh, the awesome android with cold from the inside. Review F. F for F-U. Hated it, huh? There were no pros in this. The cons, Spidey stealing a science project. Yeah. Which he actually does show guilt about later on in the show, but no. Right. Why is he do, ever doing that in the first place? This is not the kid that Uncle Ben and Aunt May raised. You know, that that moment for you it reminds me of a moment from an otherwise awesome movie. <laughs> is In the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2 movie, where he's lost his powers and he walks past this guy getting mugged in the alley. That is my biggest con of that Oh, and movie. he doesn't do anything? And he doesn't do anything. He just walks by it like the, the the burglar running past him. It, it, that just kind of takes me out of the movie a bit. I thought that was in Spider Man Three when he just no. when he just when he got like depressed and dark. No, it, this was definitely two because he was walking around with his glasses on and he was he was like, ah, eh, I just walked by. Hmm. So yeah, I know. I remember that moment. Yeah, it just seems out of character. Yeah. Out, an out of character moment. So, so the yeah the con Spidey stealing a science project which is counter to everything about Spider-Man. And then uh, getting awesome androids' powers wrong, but really screwing up with Juggernaut and his powers. I mean, just laughably so. This is almost like the writers didn't know the history of the characters. It was embarrassing. I mean, I was embarrassed for whoever wrote... You know what? Let me me find out who wrote this, because I have it pulled up. All right, this will be our final word on the I think I had it pulled up here. Hang on here. Let me see. List... How disappointed are you going to be if it's Paul Dini? (laughs) I will. I'll, I'll be real mad. Because you didn't think Dini knows his stuff. I doubt it. Um, let's see here. So what if it's Joe Kelly? What if it's a man of action? It would make sense. In fact, it probably <laughs> was man of action. Hang on here. Yeah. Uh, bu- 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 where is it? Where is it? Awesome. Yep, man of action. So Joe Casey and Joe Kelly were involved in this. Man yeah. of action and uh, Eugene Sun. Eugene Sun. So there you go. Man of Action, which is actually four people. And you, it took five people to F this up that bad. 
<laughs> aye, aye, aye. Coming up uh, next episode, it looks like Agent Venom is uh, appearing in Season 3, Episode, I guess, 3. Really great, because if there's one thing this cartoon needs, it's more it's more symbiote crap. Well, th- this is this is Flash Thompson in a suit coming oh up. My. But I saw the trailer coming up next. Coming up next on Ultimate Spider-Man. I wonder if they're going to force uh, Flash into the goddamn Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon that we're about to get. Oh, I, I'm excited about that. Though. You know who's doing it? You know who's heading that up? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right.